But we're joined by the voice of Texas Tech uh, basketball and baseball. Jeff Haxton joins us now. And uh, how you doing? And congratulations on being back in a Super Regional. Hey, J-Mo, it's good to hear your voice. I appreciate you playing that and saying that. It is just uh, incredible to be back in a in a Super Regional when you and I know just how hard it is to do it. And you look around the country in the Big 12 and, you know, there's only 16 of us left. So you feel very, very blessed. And then add more blessings onto that, the fact that you're – um, in the top eight overall, the eighth overall seed. So you get to do it again at home, and you know, you're just a couple of wins away from going back to the promised land and just uh, can't wait for Friday to get here. Pretty good karma, right? Uh, last time you won a Super Regional in Lubbock, you were an eighth seed, beat Oklahoma State. That was two years ago to get to the College World Series. Uh, that's that's a good little history on your side. Yeah, just barely making it, you know. Uh, it, it's really incredible, J-Mo, is uh, Texas Tech has not lost a regional game since they were upset by Sam Houston State in 2017. That was my first year. So it's been win, 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 on and on and on ever since. So um, it's it's quite. there's only two teams in the country that have done that, and that's Texas wow. Tech and Vanderbilt. So some pretty wow. good company there. And – yeah, I get to stay home and uh, welcome the nine, which is Stanford. You, I, you know, this the side of, of the bracket that Texas Tech is on is um, seven ones and a two, and the other side has like four threes. One of those being, <laughs> well, not even at four threes and one four with South Florida yeah. going to play the Longhorns. So uh, our our bracket is chalk, and the other side was kind of chaos. That's wild. and But you guys, you know, you took care of business being at home. I mean, that's a good reward, isn't it? I mean, that's very deserving when you have the kind of season that Tech had to, to get to host and then get to host the Super Regional also. Well, I just think it's, it's even more rewarding when you have the amount of players go down like we had, um, a set of four pitchers that could play anywhere, a couple of All-Americans. and You know, I feel terrible for a guy like Brandon Birdsell who – had his shoulder uh, have issues against uh, TCU, I believe. Uh, he was easy 97, JMO, and just making it look so smooth and without effort. And then he gets hurt. And then you lose Dylan Noisy, uh, preseason player of the year. And, and then Kurt Wilson, he's the hero now. We call him Mr. June or Clutch Kurt or whatever. You know, Kurt didn't play from the TCU series on. Uh, till the regional, and he becomes the most outstanding player of the regional. So it's good to get him back, but when you think about all the big-time talent that's just been observing, it's even, I think, more of an impressive coaching job. And um, team-wise, it's even more rewarding. What about uh, what about Stanford? What do, you, what do you see from them so far? Well, you know, I was just talking to a buddy of mine who's the voice of North Dakota State, Jeff Colhane, and he was out there, and they uh, ran into a buzzsaw in Stanford as the four seed in Palo Alto, and he told me it's not your normal West Coast team. I, I think we saw one of those in UCLA that really wants to pitch and play defense and small ball and and that sort of thing, uh, that kind of West Coast style. He said this is this is more of a slugging group. So I think we're going to have a chance to see quite a few balls leave the yard uh, because we're going to have 105 
I'm sure, you know, a 25-mile-an-hour southwesterly wind, and and it's going to be jumping uh, the yeah. the place and the baseball all with 2 o'clock starts. So um, the pitching is going to be really challenged because I know I know that Stanford can do it both, you know, do it, do it all the things that you need to do. Um, yeah, like I said, my buddy Jeff Colhane, he said that they're – an all-round, you know, well-rounded team. So that, I think that's kind of what the Red Raiders are as well. And um, I, uh, Texas Tech, but it, it's fun right now, man, because you, you know, you think, all right, let's just say we do get to Omaha. Well, first-round opponents, Arkansas, and then on the bottom part of that bracket's Vanderbilt with Kumar Rocker and Lighter, and then it's either going to be Ole Miss or Arizona. But you also see those teams. You know, not have it easy. Like Nebraska gave Arkansas all they wanted. Vanderbilt's tripped some. So you just got to get there and be hot and then see what you can do. So that's that's the next step, trying to win two from the Cardinal and then see if you can get hot up there. Jeff Axton, our guest, uh, Texas Tech baseball and basketball play-by-play. You mentioned that the games are uh, all afternoon games, the way they're scheduled now, 2 o'clock uh, starting on Friday. Uh, is that? I mean, uh, some places are are hitting 90s already. Is that going to be? Uh, is that going to be a factor? The weather for those day games? Absolutely. You know, it's been so temperate and nice out here, and we've even had some rain, which is wild. And um, then uh, spring vanished pretty quick. So we're expecting high of 105 Friday. Uh, I think 102 Saturday, and then. A cool 98 on Sunday, so um, I think it'll definitely play a factor. And we watched, you know, Stanford and their game to, to clinch against UC Irvine. They were all bundled up in hoodies, you know, 60 degrees. Yeah. So we'll see how the West Coasters handle the heat. Yeah, you mentioned 105. I thought you were talking about uh, percentage capacity there at the field. I thought that's what the 105 was. That's that too. That's that yeah. too. It's going to be <laughs> it is. wild. <laughs> It definitely is. Uh, the the new is this is old news now, but a few weeks ago, and first time we've talked since then. But a lifetime contract for Coach Tim Tadlock. Uh, what a great move, especially now seen through the prism of Jim Schlossnagel leaving TCU after 18 years. You know, to go to another job. Uh, it happens to be at Texas A&M. I think Coach Tadlock can thank Coach Chris Beard and the Fighting Texas Aggies. Um, <laughs> Because when they had that opening and we saw what happened with Chris Beard, Coach uh, Coach Kirby was not going to let that happen on his watch twice. And they got moving fast and got him signed on the dotted line so uh, we can you know, keep having success in, in the baseball and not have that turnover. You know, he's been able to hold his staff together. He loves it here. Staff loves it here. He thinks he can win a national championship here. So it all made sense. It really did. It, even though it's so unique for this circumstance, JMO, I think it really made a lot of sense because they, being Tadlock and Texas Tech and Lubbock, are made for each other. No question. I agree with that completely. You know, some guys just fit an area, fit a, a city, a region, and a school. And Coach Tadlock just fits perfectly there at Texas Tech. Yeah, he's so loved. Uh, he's really, you know, made it kind of a baseball town. You know, I, I, was, I was told, you know, because now I have a, a youngster in Little League, and 
how youth sports have just exploded in popularity and especially baseball. Uh, you look around this town, there's a baseball tournament every week. There's never a field open. Um, baseball is alive and well here. And if you talk to people that were here 20 years ago, they say it wasn't always that way. But now you get these kids coming to the park in their tech jerseys trying to get autographs from these players. They all want to be like these players. And then they take that with them. And there's teams that – these little league teams that look just like the Red Raiders. And um, He's had – he, I mean, he's had an economic effect on the place, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just when you think, when you look behind what's going on on the field at Dan Law, um, he's had a he's had a reach that goes into the community, I think, and and he's got a long way to go. You know, that's another thing where you do a a lifetime contract is he's got ten, fifteen more years in him at the least. Yeah. What do you guys have going? You, you have a uh, an upgrade in uh, a facility that's either on the books or already underway. Where does that stand? It'll be underway as soon as baseball ends and work okay. through the entirety of the next baseball season before it's ready for the next year. But it's going to overhaul the uh, the clubhouse and a few other things there. Um, but it's a project that's been needing done for a long time. Uh, Texas Tech has made so many other improvements. You think about the, the Dusty Womble Center and they're trying to move on the indoor um, football, the football facility, uh, trying to uh, well, already completing the uh, the track that's, you know, the best in the country. And there's been a lot of things going on and baseball has been so successful without any shiny things really. Um, that they're finally going to get some of those shiny things that they've earned. And that'll help them compete because you look around, there is a, there is an arms race in this league. Yeah. And, you know, Oklahoma State made a big commitment to that, and you want to be able to fight that. Is that down the left field line? Is that where that'll be? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I don't think I you're going to see, like, that, that, that they're just going to gut it and completely – change it and renovate it and they'll have the offices over there now instead of up where we call games from um near the club area and that sort of thing and yeah it'll be pretty sweet when it's all said and done i got you final question or final thought i guess uh big 12 is really good this year but we only got four teams in the tournament uh three are hosting now only two still alive going to the super regionals i I thought kind of a combination of of bad luck bad timing that we only had four teams in the tournament this year. I, th- I, I just thought the league was better than that, deserved more than that this year. Yeah, it ended up seeming like a trade-off, J-Mo. It's like, okay, we're only going to give you four teams, but three of those four teams are going to be national seeds. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel like that they, they, they made kind of a deal. Um, you know, it just sounded like to me Baylor had – COVID and injury issues and because the team that I saw in Oklahoma City was not the team that rolled in here in one, two of three in Lubbock for sure. So, yeah, that conference tournament just didn't help K-State enough. It didn't help the teams like West Virginia that needed to go and make a run. So nobody really benefited from the conference tournament except TCU that got to bump their stock a little bit. But again, we see these teams that are that are good the further they go in oklahoma city it seems to be the worse they play in regional play uh you know, we went home early you have to get ready rest a little bit don't pitch a guy three times you know tcu right. pitched everybody they had 
over and over again, and I don't, I don't think they had any gas left. So, yeah, it's a, it's a weird deal. That format needs to be revisited, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a really good point. It is. TCU just, uh, you know, put everything they had into winning the conference tournament, and they won it. But then, look, uh, you know, they get bounced on their home field there in the regional. Not even in the championship. Yeah, yeah, good point. Hey, man, it's always great to visit with you. Good luck to you and the Red Raiders this weekend. We'll be tuned in, and uh, we'll see you down the road. Thanks very much. Hey, hey J-Mo, great to hear your voice. Thanks, man. You too. Thanks very much. Jeff Haxton, voice of Texas Tech baseball.